everyone. Dan and Chris back for another episode of A Father's Love, Healing Through Heartache. It's been a great season. And with that, though, we're going to wrap up the season with these this episode. Maybe another one. We'll see how long this episode takes us. But uh got Dan here with me, as usual, my, my, my partner in crime when it comes to this. Dan, how you doing? Partner in crime. I like it. We're guilty of something, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that is. Yes, definitely. Um, we're going to kind of jump right into it. We want to just kind of review the season and some some tips and things we learned from the season from what Dan and I talked about and from our guests and kind of just wrap everything up. And uh, hopefully we help some people along the way with their journey of grief and give them some tools to help them be successful uh, with moving forward um, with dealing with their grief. So with that, Dan, my friend, what are what are some of the things that stuck out in your mind in terms of the season? The first thing that I thought of when I was preparing for this episode was the different phases of grief. And that's hit a lot as we've as we've talked, as we listened to Dennis the last few weeks and we listened to Debbie uh, the last couple weeks. Um, just the different phases. And seeing everybody on the grief boards and everything talk about just what they're going through on any given day. And, and the fact that it's, it's so greatly highlighted that everybody's grief is different and the phases that you go through are going to be different. And for me, if I had to like, just kind of run through the last three years, um, I remember it was. It started with the just the complete shock and numbness that Jameson was dead, and then the anger set in. Probably a few months after that was kind of more the anger and and this isn't fair and why God why me, that whole angle of things, and as I've shared before, um, I distracted myself a lot because Jameson's joy kind of started really quickly. So I was distracted a lot, and I did not really grieve fully until year two, um, which I think was a, in some ways, it was good having the distractions. I think it, it kind of moderated the pain somewhat, but I think it prolonged that really deep, agonizing pain for a longer period of time. So what part of that was good and bad, I don't know. Um, and then year after the second anniversary, that's where it just kind of settled in like, okay, this is real. Um, and it's, this is our new normal and the, the valley, the peaks and valleys are certainly a lot smaller, uh, but they're still there just as consistently. And then it's, it's hit me the last month or two that, um, the phase I'm in right now is just kind of wandering the desert. Uh, if you're, if you're a Christian, I feel like I'm just wandering the do the desert in Exodus, wondering where I'm going and when, where's God's leading me and all that kind of things. And I, I'm still not super productive, other than the things I absolutely have to be. Uh, I just, I don't. I just don't know what I'm doing and where I'm going and why I'm supposed to be doing things. So I just feel like I'm lost. And uh, I guess that's where I am right now. 
the biggest thing for me is, uh, as I've, I think I've shared before, my, my counselor at school helped me out one day. I worry about, and I'll talk about this a little bit later too, I worry about telling people that I'm okay because, again, our okay is a lot different than everybody else's okay. And when, I, when my counselor at school one morning was asking me how I'm doing and she saw I was struggling with the words, she looked at me and she's like, you're stable. And I'm like, yes, that word to me seems perfect where I feel like I'm stable. I'm lost, I'm confused, all that. But again, the peaks and valleys of grief for everybody listening, for me, it kind of hit somewhere between year two and three where I can at least feel like I'm not having the, the breakdowns nearly as often. Um, the intense emotions either way are, are generally not popping in to my life as much. So that's what I would start with. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up some great things. Um, you know, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary next week with Mason, so we got a lot of emotions flowing this this month. I could feel them already. And it's it's weird because you, Dan, you know more than better than anyone, right? Like nothing's going to change in two weeks. But yet there's still all this anxiety and buildup to the day for some reason. Uh, you know, it's got to be the memories that are going to bombard you and all the emotions that are going to flow with it. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind for sure. And, um, you know, as I, as I listen to you talk and as you state, you know, wandering through the desert, I always go back to my my on a boat in the ocean kind of thing. And, um, I, I would agree, like the waves are not to the point where I feel like I'm drowning anymore on any day, really. Um, but you're still in that vast ocean all alone. Uh, and that's a scary feeling. And I, I would say that's kind of where, where I'm at as well, coming up on the two year mark. I, I get through the day. I, you know, I feel productive to a sense um, but I think a lot of it sometimes is just to keep my mind busy so that way I'm not thinking about the bad stuff. Um, I don't, you know, and sometimes it, it leads me to be too busy. I volunteer for too much stuff or say I'll do all this stuff. And then, you know, as I talk with my counselor, like, well, hey, have you ever just sat down and just relaxed for a minute? And I'm like, mm, no, I guess I really haven't, to be honest. And he's like, yeah, you might be trying to avoid that pain that you think might come up uh, as as you're just sitting there and letting your mind wander. So as I think about that more, I think that's kind of where where I'm at. I've been forcing myself to kind of take a couple breaks, um, not do stuff. And uh, my mind hasn't wandered too bad, but I have noticed a few here or there memories pop up, um, even with, you know, the therapy that I've been through and... But I, I am able to control my emotions better with it. If I need to cry, I'll get it out. Um, but every time I think of the negative emotions, it doesn't automatically lead to a cry. So right. um, I, I think that's progress, and I'll take it. I so. think I think that's a huge point for all the people who are grieving listening to this. That Yeah, you... 
there is that point, and Chris and I, we've all been there where the intense pain and you just feel like, how am I ever going to get over this? It's never going to get better, and it will. Um, it's never going to be fixed, healed completely and all that, but it it does get better. But, yeah, you do get to that point where not every memory triggers you to the big, ugly cries. I think that's a huge point where... There are a few memories popping up now that I actually do find myself smiling maybe a little bit more than the aching when I see something to do with, like yesterday, Facebook's memories, which is wonderful and awful at the same time, but it popped up a picture of Reese and Erica playing catch in the driveway or in the road out in Fuquay before we moved, and Jam that was the season Jameson was in the all-star team. It just had, I mean, it just grew his love for baseball tremendously. And Erica hates sports completely. And, um, but she, Jameson wanted to play catch and he wanted to play catch with her. And she went out and did it. And you can see in the picture, if you look, you can see the big smile on his face. And that was one of those memories that, yeah, there's always going to be that twinge of pain and hurt because. It can't happen anymore. But I did actually find myself almost maybe feeling a little more joy over the memory of what that moment was for Jameson than the pain. Yeah. I, I It's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I did the exact same thing yesterday with my Facebook memory. You know, it was Mason. He is a, He's right-handed. But he put his baseball glove, he was little, you know, he put his baseball glove on his right hand and he was throwing with his left hand. And, you know, anytime you see a little kid throwing with their, you know, their non-dominant hand, he just looked goofy and he was laughing and having fun. And it, it, it brought a laugh to me. And it was probably the first time in a really long time where I just enjoyed the memory and I didn't think about the negative that he wasn't actually with us anymore. I just enjoyed that, that laugh, his goofy laugh. And, um, it was therapeutic, but hard at the end at the same time as well, because then when that memory was over, right, and I was ready to move on, uh, reality came back into play, and the first thing you think is, well, I don't have that anymore, you know? So um, there's still that part that comes with it, but I got to enjoy a memory too, so I, I definitely uh, can understand where, where Dan came with that for sure. I like what you just so, said too, that reality comes into play and I don't, I'm not there yet. I don't know if that'll ever change, but for everybody, yeah, there is always that reality in play. And, um, I see that more as advice to people walking alongside of us when we're grieving that just remember that, yeah, there is that reality through no matter what. We're acting like at any given moment, how happy or sad or whatever it is, just remembering that it's not good. And there is that reality that we live with every second of every day. And that stinks. It does. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. Uh, it, it, it is hard and it's just, there's no getting away from it. There's no running from it. It's, it's us learning to live with that, um, forever now, you know, and, um, you know, even I would even, you know, venture to say like Dennis and Debbie, even with their 37 years of not having their son, Ryan, 
they still think about Ryan every day, pretty much. And, uh, you know, even with them making such positive strides, there's still always going to be a little, you know, that negative cloud kind of over your head, no matter what. Um, but as we learned from Debbie, uh, Dennis and Debbie, there are, there is hope. There is hope that even with that negative cloud, there's still hope for the future to live a, a productive, happy, strong life, have a strong marriage, have, you know, the joy of your other children, grandchildren, events in the future. Uh, and that's, that still gives me hope to this day that, you know, even though Mason isn't with us, there's still opportunity to have a happy life. No, it'll not be the picture perfect life I pictured in my mind when I had all four of my children with me here on earth. Um, but I'm not going to take the chance of losing another child, um, because of my negative heads, you know, getting into negative headspace or taking it out on them. I really want to make sure that they have a good positive life too. So, um, they give me hope still that for the future, it is possible to have a, a happy life. Yeah. Yeah. Your negative headspace, um, that's something I think is maybe my biggest, one of my biggest struggles lately, and it just hit me this week, actually, of, of what was going on. is, And again, it goes back to people, when they ask you how you're doing, we say, okay, and they're like, oh, great, because um, that happened to me again just last week, where somebody, somebody did that, and I did not say it in a big, cheerful voice, Um and he looked at me with, and just got a huge grin on his face and said, that's great. And again, that's one of those things. It's like, I need you to get out of my face right now because uh, you don't get it. Uh, but what came became much clearer to me just this week was um, I think we all want to heal. I think that's a fair, safe statement that anybody who's grieving we want to heal. We want to be great again. But I am scared to tell people that I'm happy or okay at that moment or that thing was fun or that joke was funny or whatever it is. Because, again, the moment that we start presenting things as good there's always somebody there that's like, oh, great, you're back to pre-death normal and all that. And let, and it's like, no, again, there's, there's that deep gap of our okay is down here and your okay is way up here. And yes, we laughed at a joke or we had fun at going out to a game or whatever. That doesn't mean that like Chris just said, it doesn't mean that reality isn't still there and we're still not hurting. And when it hit me this week, it's like, yeah, that it's, that's holding me back from fully healing because there's always going to be that, that reservation to truly be happy and show that I'm happy and act that I'm, like I'm happy and all that because somebody is going to then misinterpret it. So I walk around with an attitude, uh, with a ne more negative attitude, just keeping my guard up. 
No, yeah, that makes that makes total sense for sure. Yeah, it, it, I think the funny, it's not funny, obviously, but the 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 odd thing I find as the years go on now, as we're about to hit year two, um, going into year three, is uh, how it almost feels like, and I know we've talked about this, Dan. People go on with their lives and they're, they're going to keep moving forward. But man, we just, we're not, we're not moving forward at the same pace. Let me right. put it that way. Okay. We're moving forward, but not at the same pace. And, uh, and it just feels like as people almost like they're forgetting or they don't see that we're going at a slower pace because of this. And it's really hard I, I think I'm really shocked at how hard it is for me to deal with as I feel like people are, I know they care. I know at the end they care. They just have their lives going on, but man, it's just not the same for me and my family. And the fact that you feel like you're forgotten about, um, that it's just not important to other people anymore, uh, that it's, it's, you know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, really, to be honest, it's just, you feel forgotten to a point and it, that adds to the negative headspace in my, uh, that's added to my negative headspace. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I think for me, um, listening to you right there too. Yeah. We feel forgotten. We've talked about that a lot. I, and I hate doing it, but lately I've, the last few months I've, openly stated to more people and published on Facebook and through the foundation things, everything I've been presenting a lot more of the, the negative feelings I'm having because as we've discussed, yeah, if, if we don't put them out there, people don't know what's going on and they think that we're okay. And I don't know what anybody else feels, but I hate being the Debbie Downer and putting things out there and asking for help. But that's when I get the biggest response, which is good. That's encouraging that people are listening. And when I put out a cry for help, I get a lot of good positive reinforcement and good feedback and it helps. Um, and I appreciate that. But what I would love as we've talked before is to not have to put out those cries for help because I don't like the, hey, guys, I'm standing over here crying. Some, will somebody please come talk to me? I just, it makes me feel, I don't, I don't want to ask for that attention directly, but I want the attention directly, if that, if that makes sense. And I don't, yeah, I just don't want us to be forgotten. And I think that goes back to the deposits over time that we talked about, where if you have a memory share it with us. Yes, we're probably going to cry a little bit or get sad because the reality is there, but it will help if you if you have those memories to send them without being asked. Uh, as Dennis said, and we've talked about birthdays, death dates, all that stuff, um, please mark them on your calendars. Uh, Jameson, September 6, 2009 through February 27th, 2000. 19. Chris, do you want to throw out Mason's? Yeah, Mason is November 16th, 2012, and he passed on May 16th, 2020. So yeah, please put those on your calendars and just know that 
those days are crushing for us, and they always will be. Mother's Day, Father's Day, every holiday. If, if you could just put something on your calendar of, hey, call Chris, call Dan, send a text, something. Yeah. Um, we're going to need it, and we're going to appreciate it. And yes, it will hurt, but it will help more than it hurts. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, yeah, so Mother's Day is coming up upon us, and Mother's Day is the day that Mason got sick and had to go to the hospital. So uh, obviously I feel horrible for uh, my wife because not only is Mother's Day not the same because she lost a child, but Mother's Day is the day that we will always remember that everything negative started. You know, that's the first time he went to the hospital, had his seizure, all that. Um, so those types of things, they're not ever going to be forgotten. And, um, you know, those, those little calls or texts, they do make a big difference. They do help a lot of people um, bringing up the name or stories that, you know, as I've been talking to more bereaved parents, uh, you know, with Dan and I doing these episodes and putting them out there and, uh, I just had a, recently had um, a person who reached out and was talking to me about um, the therapy I went through. And, um, you know, the very first question, some of the very first questions I ask is, tell me about your, your, your child that you lost. Because uh, I know that's what I like to do. I like to talk about Mason, right? So that's a way to create that bond pretty quickly with that other person um, where they give me what's most important to them and why they're feeling all their pain as they tell me the story of their child. And it, it leads to a sense of trust almost where, um, you know, we, we each have that uh, loss that we're dealing with and it helps you know, open up that line of communication. And that's not saying you have to have the loss. If you're willing to share stories or, or just say, tell me about your child, like that you're not uh, afraid it's going to get awkward because sometimes it will get awkward. It depends on the person. I talk about Mason whenever I can now, uh, and I don't make it awkward. I don't cry. Uh, you know, I don't try to make the people that are listening feel awkward because Mason is gone. Um, but I think it's just because, you know, Dan and I do this podcast we both are working on foundations for our, our children. So we have to talk about our, our children a lot uh, that have went to heaven. Um, but those other people that are newer to grief, it, it, it could be new for them. Um, and it's something that they have to work up towards. Absolutely. So I, um, I think about Amanda on Mother's Day because, yeah, I mean, when you lose a child, it's, it's rough. And those anniversary dates are just awful and knowing that people are going going to call her see her text her whatever and say happy mother's day just crushes me and angers me and i don't know the right things to say other than hey i care about you i'm thinking of you or something like that that's what i would want to hear but everybody's different but the fact that you guys still have your other three boys. Um, yeah, happy Mother's Day, Amanda. Celebrate those three boys. But, again, it's it's not a whole fraction there. 
and happy mothers. It's just as hard as that day is for any grieving mom, having Mason's illness start presenting itself on that day. I just, I don't see how Amanda will ever be able to recover from that. God bless her when she, if she ever is strong enough to do that. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if she will. Um, you know, my wife's a really strong woman. She's been through a lot in her life, a lot more than other people have. And uh, I give her all the credit in the world. Yep. Um, and the hard part is, is she doesn't like being called strong because she didn't want to be put in any of those positions she was in. And I, I tell her all the time, I'm like, listen, you're not strong because, you know, you had a choice in the matter. You're strong because you keep surviving. You keep pushing. You keep, you know, going forward one little tiny step at a time. If that's all it takes, it's more than, you know, literally just laying down and doing nothing. And I'm sure she's had moments where she wanted to just lay down and be like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. But, you know, she is surviving. She is still going forward forward she is doing her best for her other three children for me as um you know as her husband and uh, i give my wife all the credit in the world i love her dearly um you know she is a very strong woman not by choice but by necessity and um for that i love her even more yeah and i don't remember if it was us that talked about it or just seeing it all over the the phrase you're strong is one of those of yeah, we're, I'm not strong. I'm broken and destroyed. Um, but we have no choice to keep plugging along. And if it presents itself as strong, then it presents itself as strong. But I can promise you it's not strength. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, Amanda actually hates, just like us, saying, you know, hearing that she's strong. And I tell her, I'm like, you're not strong because you chose it you're strong because you have no choice and it would be very easy to just give up for any of us going through grief to just give up but what good would that do to the one we loved that we lost i know mason wouldn't want that i 100 percent know it I, I don't even have to think twice about it i know he wouldn't want us to give up i know he wouldn't want us to um lay down and just literally lay in bed for the rest of our lives and live pure misery. That's not who Mason was. And uh, so I'm not going to tarnish his memory by doing those things. Um, you know, you really got to think about it. The loved one that you lost for those that are listening, if you, you, you're going through grief, what would they want for your life going forward? And you, sometimes you got to take a hard look in the mirror and think about that. Right. But maybe it'll help you get moving forward. Right. So, Chris, as, um, I have one other thing I want to kind of talk about, but what else do you have? You know, I've really been focusing in on mental health this past month, um, trying to break the stigma of mental health. Uh, you know, in the military, mental health is a big stigma. If you go to mental health, people are worried they're going to lose their jobs, they're going to get kicked out of the military, um, and that's just not the case. And so I really, this past month, I put a, a lot of work into breaking the mental health stigma over at the base I'm at, did a, um, a seminar, had some people show up, it went really well, um, you know, just talking about Mason and my mental health uh, journey, I guess, of uh, going through some therapy, 
didn't like my first therapist, moved to a new base. Then I got a couple different therapists that I liked that helped me through my grief and um, that it didn't affect my career. I still got promoted. Uh, I still got a new job on base, a higher level job, and I still got orders over to Germany. And that going to mental health doesn't necessarily mean that you're a weak person. It actually means you're a strong person. You want to get the help. You want to be able to live a happy life. So that's really what I've been focusing on this past month is mental health. You know, I encourage those that are listening. If you have any kind of issues, it's okay to seek mental health help if you want it. Um, there's not that negative stigma like there used to be anymore. A lot of people seek mental health help. It's just like going to the doctor for a physical, to be honest with you. Your mind is just like your body. It needs some checkups. Want to make sure you're doing okay. If you've had some trauma, right, what do we do? We go to the ER. We get that trauma care right away. We need surgery. We go deeper into the, the help we need. Just like our physical bodies, our mind needs that as well. Uh, so I encourage those that are listening, if you need help, do not be afraid to go seek that mental health help. It is okay. Again, that stigma is not there like it used to be anymore. And uh, you'd be surprised how much it could probably actually make you feel better. Now, I'm not going to say it's not going to be hard. Usually that first uh, meeting going in there, that first step into the door is one of the harder steps because you're nervous, you're afraid, you don't know what to expect. But I promise you, after every single appointment I went to, I felt a little better. Did I cry? Yes. Was I sad? Yes. Did it feel great to get it off my chest, though, and talk about it? Yeah, it did. I, every single time I went, it got a little better. Um, even if it's just a little fraction better, it's better. And those little fractions over time are going to start to add up to where you start living a productive, happy life again. Uh, so oh, with that, I'll get off my high horse, Dan. I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, that mental health so important, uh, especially in today's world where mental health is more vital than ever i think uh, in terms of what's going on in our world today yeah and yeah just to highlight again that chris and i have said it many times that's why we started this it was our own therapy for each other and we hope and pray that at least somebody else is benefiting benefiting from it like we are because we're yeah just talking about it helps and if you go back and listen to our opening episodes, yeah, we were crying like crazy. It was hard. But as Chris has shared numerous times, the more you talk about it, the more you take a few steps to healing, and the more you can talk about your, your child without the breakdowns as often. So, yes, I echo everything Chris just said. So... Um, the last thing I want to talk about, Chris, and interrupt me if you have anything else you want to bring up, but um, going back for me, the whole, uh, why not me? And that's something that has really settled in, I guess, and again, I hate to say comfortably. Please don't misinterpret when I say comfortably, but it's I'm comfortable with now with why not me. And it, and it sounds kind of very arrogant when I when I talk to myself I'm like god maybe god chose me chose Jameson because he knew that Eric and I were strong enough to do something positive from it and I mean that just reeks of arrogance to me but 
hopefully you understand what I'm saying, that, yeah, why not me? And so that's why, again, I, I look into everything we're doing with Jameson's Joy. It helps me heal. Erica's not fully there yet, but she's definitely better with Jameson's Joy. That crushed her the first year. She supported it, but she couldn't be involved. And I totally understood that because she's much more involved in it now, which is good. And um, so, Chris, I'm curious for you, again, what do you think about the why not me? And with that, what's going on in your life? And go and you can share about the personal transition and, and the difficulties with that. that sure. But also, where is Miles for Mason right now and where is it going in the near future? Yeah, no, we're, um, why not me? Yeah, that's a great question, again, as we talked about before in a previous episode, and you're right, it does sound kind of arrogant, right? Like, as you, once you said that, I was like, it does sound a little arrogant, but at the same sense, like, I don't know, I, I, I think give us props, right? This is not an easy thing to go through. In fact, it's probably one of the most difficult things in the world to go through is losing a child, and, um, I think we're hanging in there, you and I, Dan. I think we're, we're making it, right? We're making positives out of it. Maybe that is what God's plan is. We don't know. Uh, we could have just rolled over and done nothing, and we didn't. Uh, we decided to not let our children's memory go down in a negative, but make positive changes for the future for other people. And uh, with that, I, I feel good about it overall now. Uh, and I don't think it's arrogance, you know, because I don't think everybody does that when they lose a child. Uh, I think, um, you know, as as I look forward with Miles for Mason Memorial Foundation, and as we're moving forward with that, we're making some progress. Everything's been submitted. Um, we got our approval from the state of Delaware. We're waiting for the federal approval. Um, we're We're making plans. The board has already met a couple times, two or three times. We're almost done with all the legal documents that we have to have and we're making some progress so that way we can start making some money to bring awareness to ADEM and help people with ADEM, which is going to be our ultimate goal. So I feel really positive with that. I'm, I'm happy with the progress we're making and I look forward to um, hopefully making more progress in the future. You know, May is ADEM Awareness Month and uh, so obviously we lost Mason in May, and it's ADEM Awareness Month. A lot happens. This is a very difficult month for our family, but um, we're, we're making some some very good positive movement forward with the Miles for Mason Memorial Foundation. And I, I have confidence that hopefully by the summer we'll be in full swing and we can start doing things. Um, and I'm going to have to really rely on my board quite a bit because I am moving to Germany. Um, we're making the move. We're three months out. And things are really starting to roll. Um, you know, the military, they send us to some amazing places. Um, and Germany is where I got selected to go. I'm, I'm happy to end my career there. And so we're heading to Germany in August. Um, a lot of moving parts. If you have never moved before, uh, let me just tell you, there's a lot of work involved, uh, especially with military moves. There's passports, transporting your vehicles, airline tickets, um, selling your house, transporting all your, your stuff in your house, um, you know, making sure your kids have everything they need, your wife, your pets. There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of stuff going on. So, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the adventure. 
I'm excited what kind of new memories our family will make in Europe as we live there for the next three years and then finish out my career. And, um, you know, who knows what the future holds for us, really. But we're excited to hopefully turn the page of, um, you know, Delaware was a good place for us to come heal. We were able to go visit Mason a lot up in New York. But I want to start living again. And I want to start um, making those happy memories again with my other children. And Mason's always going to be there with us. He's always going to be there in my heart. Uh, he's going to be at every event we do. Uh, but, you know, it's time to start doing some some fun things with the kids again. And that's that's the goal. So that, that's it in a nutshell, Dan. Great. And uh, what's happening in just a couple days? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Gosh. In just a couple days. You have a lot going our, on in your there world. There is a lot going on, yes. <laughs> So in a couple of days, we're doing the Miles for Mason Memorial Foundation uh, annual 5K. So this is a time where you don't have to run. You don't have to do, um, you don't even have to do a 5K. You can do really whatever you want. We just throw it out there as a 5K. It's a virtual event, so you can do it from anywhere. And on May 15th, um, what we ask everyone to do is just go out and do something with your family. Go for a walk, go for a hike, go for a jog, bike ride, whatever you want for as far as you want and just spend some quality time together with your family and while you're doing that though take a moment just think about mason that's really all we ask is it's a way for us to remember mason keep his memory alive and strong and when you're done uh take a picture post it on uh, any of the social media sites but hashtag miles for mason or hashtag miles for mason memorial foundation um, either one is fine and you know, we'd love to see the pictures. We'd love to see people out there doing some things, remembering Mason, his awesomeness, uh, everything he did. He loves sports so much. That's why we do this. He actually really liked running. He did a bunch of track events, even at his young age of seven. He actually won a couple um, long distance runs. And uh, so that's why we decided to go with this. And uh, we're excited. We're going to keep it going, keep it going forward in the future. And hopefully it'll start growing once the the foundation is officially up and running and that's our goal. So uh, with that, I hope, I hope some people will take that opportunity to spend some time with their loved ones and uh, make it deliberate. Uh, Cause you never know when that moment could possibly change. Just like we didn't know we were going to lose Mason. Um, you just never know. So with that, Dan, yeah. that's, that's the game plan. So I, I do want to brag on myself a little there, Chris. I, I, I do take credit for changing the Miles for Mason Memorial uh, 5K run a little bit because the first year you did it, you presented it as a run. And I nope. hate running, so I whined and whined and whined and whined and whined to you and told you I love you, I support you, but I'm riding my bike for three miles because it's easier. Yep. <laughs> and you were like, okay, go for it. So yeah, I, I, did, yeah. I do take a little credit there, buddy. Uh, My, I will give you credit there. And it, it does make sense because everybody's, you know, physical health is different. Everybody, what they could do is different. By all means, if you go walk around the block, if you take a moment to just think about Mason and you spend that walking around the block with your family, go for it. I'm okay with that. Whatever is best uh, for you. We just want people to remember Mason understand what ADEM is. You know, we're going to make this an ADEM awareness moment in the future as we get the foundation going. And, um, you know, Dan, didn't you guys even one year go for a hike? We did. And um, we, we went for a hike one year. And then last year I 
tried and it failed, but I tried to get Jameson's Joy behind and organized an event down at the fitness course. And, and my family hiked, went for a walk last year. We're going to try it again. Uh, to anybody in the Brevard area who's listening right now, I'm asking you on Sunday. I don't know what time yet, probably like two in the afternoon. Um, I'm asking you to meet us at the fitness course and go for a 3.1 mile hike with us. Um, because That'd be awesome. I hope some people show up. I do too. Cause guy, if you're listening to this right now, this is an easy, easy way to support the Lapardi family. And just, again, you just telling them we care about you and all you have to do is go do something with your family. And that's not too big of an ask. And then send them a picture on their Facebook page, like Chris just said. Tag them. Because every single message that grieving people get that has our child's name in it tells us that we're not alone. So please, everybody, next Sunday, join the Lapartes, love on them, and, and do something to support them with your family. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Dan. So with that, though, Dan, what about Jameson's Joy? What's going on with, with your organization, which is growing rapidly? You guys are doing amazing things, and uh, I hope Miles from Ace Memorial Foundation can get to that level. What are you guys up to? Yeah, we're excited because we're – in the last year, we spent a lot of time kind of fixing all the legal stuff we didn't do correctly at the beginning. Um, but we are, we're good now. We're through all that. So now it's all our mission, just implementing our mission. And, and um, yeah, we're – we're enjoying what's going on. We've got, we just sent our third group of a thousand copies of Daddy Hug to Rex Hospital in Raleigh. They're handing them out to dads who had their babies, and that's obviously dear to our heart. Um, but we've got, now that we're through the legal stuff and we're established and a little more experienced, we've got, we're working on kind of growing our events and our impact through the year. And um, so I just want to throw it out to everybody in the Brevard area. Or anybody that likes to travel, uh, we're going to be at the White Squirrel Festival on June 3rd and 4th. Uh, it's a great festival uh, in the streets of Brevard. All kinds of vendors doing all kinds of wonderful crafts. If, that, if that's your thing, come out out. It's a great event, great music, but we're going to be there. Um, the thing that we're doing there is we're, our main activity there is to have uh, the adults write the first day of school encouragement notes that we've done a couple years before COVID. Now that COVID is hopefully gone and hopefully school years are going to start normally, we're going to restart that with first day of school encouragement notes just to try to help everybody in the school system change their mindset when they walk in for a new school year. Um, that does not have to be a Transylvania County thing. We will ship you the notepads. If you want to do that at your school, send me a note. Uh, and it's real easy. Um, we're going to have, we're thankful for Brevard Clay is a, a, a business in town. They're going to have an event on June 26. It's limited to 20 people due to their space. But um, that's for a parent and a child or children to come on in and just paint they're a, 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 a paint your clay place. And uh, so we're going to have 20 spots open there for parents to come in with their kids. And again, just spend time together. So that's on June 26th. That sign up, all of these signups are going to be coming out in the next few days. So look for them on our Facebook. Um, July 18th, we have Making a Difference Monday at Oscar Blues. They're a brewery in town that 
every Monday, almost every Monday of the year, they host a nonprofit and they donate a portion of their sales to the nonprofit. So July 18th, come on out, have a beer and uh, get some food, buy some of their merchandise because they're going to donate some back to us. And then our, our two biggest ones we're pumped about, August 27th, mark the date, August 27th, our second annual Warrior Challenge. It, it was a huge success last year, and so we're going to try to do even better this year. August 27th, Warrior Challenge is happening. And then um, September 16th through 18th, and this is to a lot of our listeners, um, September 16th through 18th, Erica's from day one, almost, her heart has been to have a grief retreat for families who have lost children. And that's going to happen at the Earthshine Lodge in Brevard, North Carolina. Uh, we're about, an, it's about probably an hour south, southwest of Asheville. And we're going to have um, hopefully eight families. We have enough room for eight families to come. We've got the property rented exclusively for us. It's a beautiful property in the mountains of North Carolina. Um, Check-in will be Friday. Check-out will be fr Sunday by noon. Uh, we've got a couple professionals coming in to do a few sessions with us, um, kids and adults specific. Uh, and then we're going to work on just some different activities and just hopefully give everybody a chance to heal a little bit, definitely connect with other people who are walking very similar paths with you, and hopefully just spend a couple days in a beautiful, peaceful location that is away from everything, and just just be there, and for whatever that means. So um, if you are grieving and that's something interesting to you, then look for the details coming up. We're working on finalizing the cost. We're hoping, we're hoping it's going to be significantly under $500, um, which just the two nights of room, room and board alone. Uh, but we're going to, again, we're going to have the other activities and the therapists and all that. So, um, September 16th through 18th, um, we hope that we can fill the eight rooms that we have and just really make, help some people take a few steps forward. And uh, I've shared it with Chris. I'm happy for him moving to Germany, but I'm sad that the timing's happening because uh, I know he would have been down here for that. And uh, yeah, but you're giving well, your spot to you somebody else. Hopefully you keep doing else. it every year. Hopefully you keep doing it every year as it, and it keeps growing. And then I promise you, as soon as we get back from Germany, we will be there for sure, 100% as a family. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, Jameson's Joy, uh, inspiration for me, inspiration for our family, that we could do this for Mason and with the Miles for Mason Memorial Foundation. Dan's been a huge help. He's on my board. Uh, we couldn't do it without him. He's the board president. He's guiding us through the process. He's making sure we don't make the same mistakes that Jameson's Joy did at the beginning, which is hugely helpful. Um, I can't thank Dan enough. Again, when I say, like, he's my partner in crime, I mean it. Like, uh, we talk all the time. We're always messaging each other. We help each other through the day. And uh, it, it's, it's great knowing I have such a great friend there that can help me with whatever I need. And I hope he knows that I'm here for him in any way that I can to help him uh, through what he's going through. And, again, I want to get, uh, um, what is it again? at the It's the Warrior event? The Warrior Challenge, second annual 
Warrior Challenge. Warrior uh, Challenge. Are you guys going to be selling those shirts online? Because I want to get one of those shirts. I'll, I'll come up with my own Warrior um, Challenge over in Germany. We hadn't really thought about selling them, our goal. But, yeah, we can definitely figure something out. We um, we make this a free event. That's where part of the... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we last year it was completely free. We, just with donations from the people that follow us and then the businesses, we had every... And, well, okay, no, we. I think we spent twenty eight dollars at Walmart for last year's event. We had everything sponsored by our donations and our businesses. Uh, we had DJ. We had free T shirts. We had free food, and we're doing it all the same this year. And hoping that everybody steps up again to just make it. We want to celebrate. It's a it's a celebration of Jameson's birthday. And it's a celebration of the anniversary of the fitness course opening. And uh, now that fitness course, too, I think I've seen some pictures. You got there's some updates going over there, right? Not by you guys, but yeah, the the, right. Yep, the parks and rec department is. I'm anxious to go to Reese's soccer game here uh, because they're putting in a pavilion with some picnic tables, and it's I believe it's almost finished. So that'll be a great addition for people to get out of the sun and uh, just, yep. yeah. So. Or us old people just to watch our kids. Yes. <laughs> we could sit there and yep. let the kids go crazy on it. Yeah. And again, that's not, Jameson's Joy had nothing to do with the pavilion. Um, it's totally funded by the Parks and Rec, but we are so thankful. And then there's another, I haven't been told Yes, this is what it is, but I'm putting two and two together, and I'm sure I've got four correctly. Um, there's another really special touch being added to it by a local family, and uh, I'm not going to share what it is yet until it's there, um, but it's something that means a lot because I've talked to this mother multiple times over the last three years about a project that her son is doing for her for his boy scouts and we've talked about she offered for us to work together and it didn't quite work out the way we had planned and that's a good thing because the way it's working out now is going to be so much better at the end and uh so i'm, I'm excited to share that i can't it, wait to when see. it's all done yeah definitely can't wait to see the pictures of that for sure so um, so yeah guys that i think wraps up season two um yeah Chris and I need your help. Uh, we we were talking with, with him moving to Germany. It's going to be a lot more difficult to find times to record. And I know I'm feeling like, what else do I have to say? And I'm sure a few things will hit us, but do we have enough to do season three? Um, so if, if this has been helpful for you, could you send us feedback and let us know, yeah, you want us to keep going with season three if you have topics that you'd love to hear us talk about could you send us a note and let us know um if you're done with us could you send us a nice note and just say yeah i think you've done your job um but help us figure out if we need to what we can talk about if we were to continue for a season three because we're, we're kind of at that crossroads where we're wondering we want to be helpful but we don't want to just keep going if all we're doing is repeating ourselves and, and nobody's really getting anything out of it. So 100% agree, yeah. So with that, it's, Chris, uh, wrap it up. Whatever you have to 
to say, go for it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. First off, thank you. Uh, I know your time is precious. And to sit there and just listen to me and Dan ramble sometimes, we truly appreciate it. Uh, It's helped me tremendously. I think we've helped some dads and some other grieving people along the way with our guests. Uh, Dan and I still talk to the majority of them pretty often and checking in on them. And we all support each other. And, um, you know, for those that are listening, we really could use that feedback on whether we should do a season three or not. Me being Germany isn't, um, it'll be, yeah, there's a time difference, but Dan and I can make it work. I'm, I'm more than willing to record uh, in weird hours in order to keep going for sure. Um, Good, because I'm old and can't stay up at night. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll make it work. There's, there's no issue there, but, you know, the topics, that's, that's the issue is what else can we talk about? Because uh, we want to bring stuff to you guys that, that you want to hear in terms of, um, you know, grief and support and nonprofits, all that stuff together. So let us know. We'd love to hear it. Um, but other than that, I really appreciate everyone taking the time to listen to, to Dan and I. And um, I hope to have a season three. But if not, and this is where we end, I want to say thank you to everyone. And uh, I hope we helped you along the way some way. So with that, Dan, I'll throw it to you. All right. So as always, um, thank you to WMQL Radio in Brevard. And we don't know who you are, but over the last two weeks with Dennis and Debbie's episode, there have been over 1,100 people that have listened on Thursday nights, 7 o'clock, live on the radio. Um, some of them were in the United Kingdom. I know that. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's listening. As always, if if Chris and I, we mean it, if there is anything we can do for you, send us a note. Miles, Chris at Miles for Mason. I'm going to memorial.com. Memorial.com. Chris at Miles for Mason, memorial.com. Info at jamesonsjoy.org. Look us up on Facebook, Jameson Joy and Miles for Mason. But if there is anything we can do to help you, whether it is to listen to you, to talk, to try to connect you with somebody, um, we would be honored to do that for you. Um, all you need to do is ask. And uh, as Chris said, thank you to everybody who's get, let us have our voice. We have helped each other. And at the very worst, to we've helped each other. But we know for a fact from the feedback we get that there's a good number of other people, grieving people and people walking alongside those who are grieving. Um, we've had some real good feedback that you've learned a few things that have helped. So we're thankful that you've given us that opportunity. And uh, with that, um, we hope everybody enjoys your summer. Uh, And whatever that is for you, be safe. Enjoy your time with your families because you're looking at two of many examples that it can change whenever. Make those memories while you can. Make your memories on Sunday to help the Lopardi family know that they are not alone. Go do something. Walk a 5K, run a 5K, go for a bike ride, kayak ride, whatever, and shoot them a note letting them know you care on during this rough time of year for them. And, Chris, the Corteen family will be there. Um, we love you guys. And all the hugs to Amanda on Mother's Day because – yeah, we know it's not going to be easy. Yeah, no, we appreciate that very much. And, uh, you know, thank you to the radio 
the station. Thank you to everyone again. This is, it, it means a lot. I'm kind of actually getting a little emotional as I think about this, this could be maybe our last episode. I, I hope it's not, but if it is, um, it is. And that, it, it, you know, we keep moving forward. That'll never end Dan and mine's friendship. Uh, and uh, keep looking. We got some big things planned for the future for Jameson's Joy and Miles for Mason. So, yes. Dan? Absolutely. Well, thank you all for listening to A Father's Love, Healing Through Heartache.